Welcome and thank you for joining us here for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. Bread and water is what we need and what we have in Jesus Christ. He said, come to me and drink. He said, I am the bread of life. However we adorn our Christian faith, it rests in this most basic thing. Christ is all. Let's learn from him. Let's learn about him. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. Faith is following the evidence that God has given us to trust in Him. If you're a Christian, you've been brought by Jesus' own blood into a covenant relationship with the living God. And in that relationship, God has pledged Himself to you. That pledge of God is evidence for faith. And as we consider today, it's evidence for faith that God would bring healing and health to our bodies. So what's the evidence from God's Word that we can pray in faith for that very thing? Well, we've spoke about this in the last couple of weeks. The first thing that we pointed out, and there's much more than this, we've pointed out that we are, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ and believed in Him as your Savior and Lord through His mediation, you have become God's covenant people. He's pledged Himself to you in that covenant. And in that covenant, He gives you covenant names like the Lord our provider, and the Lord who is near, and the Lord our shepherd, and the Lord our healer. And when the Lord Jesus came and walked upon the earth and ministered to the people of Israel, God's chosen people, the Lord Jesus was manifesting to them this covenant provision by healing as he went about their towns and everywhere he went. He gave a name for this ministry of healing that he had for the people of Israel, the covenant people of God. You know what he called it? He called it the children's bread. It was theirs by right of covenant. That means when you come to God and you ask God to heal, you're not saying, God, I need a sign from you. God, can you just kind of pull out of the air? Can I just be in the favored position at this moment so that some sovereign expression of your majesty might fall upon me and I could just have, could you give me a little bit of that sovereign grace that you gave another, right here, just act, you know, could I just favorably be in this moment, this time to get, no. What you do is you ask for the children's bread. You're just asking for the children's bread. Can I have a piece of bread? Can you pass? Can you pass the bread? And the Father's glad to give us these things. It's, it's his covenant provision for us, and we partake of it. Here's another piece of evidence we gave that we can ask with expectation for divine healing. It's that the Lord, with his own precious blood, purchased our bodies as his possession. He bought us so that he could live in us, and he does now by his Holy Spirit. And the spirit of life lives in our bodies, my body. Romans 8.11 tells us that he lives there so that he might express the promise of his power to my mortal or dying body. He gives energy to my body to do a number of different things. He gives energy to my body to resist the temptations that come upon it. But he also gives energy to my body so that I might glorify him and live for him and bring honor to him. And Christ, the great physician, by the presence of the Holy Spirit, who bought my body with his own precious blood, lives in my body now in order to orchestrate his power and his life within this body to gain glory for himself. And from him I can receive strength for each day. I can receive healing for my body. I can receive a provision so that even in my weakness I might live to serve and bring honor and glory to his name. And the prayer of faith follows that evidence. Jesus, I'm your covenant child, and Lord Jesus, you live within me, and 
You claimed me and bought me, and my body is important to you. And Lord, I pray now with expectation that you would bring healing to my life. And you know, also we look at how God has been at work. We can follow the evidence of our own experience. I don't have time this morning to share with you multiple story upon story upon story. And maybe a number of you could share the same of how you've sought God for a touch on your body physically or another person and God has intervened and done something that could only be explained by his power and his grace. I know I can. I'm not talking about fantastic miracles that happen sometimes that we hear on the mission field, signs and wonders that are displayed for those people who are not a part of the covenant. I'm talking about the bread that he gives you and he's fed you in the past. And You should have those stories, evidence that God gives us Crowding us along, pushing us along to come back to him and ask for more and trust in him. We follow the evidence and we pray in faith expectantly. That's the prayer of faith, an expectation, a trusting expectation that God will give to us what he says he's provided for us in the covenant because he lives and he abides within us. Now, having said all that, the question is, why doesn't God always heal us? Because he doesn't always. He doesn't always Bring to us healing. So if this is within the covenant promise, and if he abides within my body and lives within me, why, and he dwells within me to glorify himself and to express his power, why doesn't God always heal me? Well, I'm going to give you six reasons. I'm going to throw in one right at the very beginning. It may be that you're not a child of the covenant. It may be that he's not purchased your body and claimed your body in redemption because you've withheld yourself from him and... You're not living in the salvation he's provided, and so you don't have the great physician living inside of you. And you can't claim it as children's bread, and you can only hope for a miracle to kick up in the midst of your trials. It just might be one of the reasons. But for the child of God, for the one who's trusted in him, let me give you six reasons why you may not experience healing in your life. And let's talk about the most obvious first, and we'll look at our passage And James, verses 14 and 15. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Here's the first one. God might not be healing you because there's sin in your life that you're not confessing and you're not addressing. Here's the second one. Because of that sin, God is disciplining you and chasing you with sickness. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 30 through 32. There's sin in the Corinthian church. Persons were not living under a great considered value of the life of Christ that was poured out for their redemption. They are not considering his body and discerning it as having been poured out and given to them. They're not seeing that Christ's body is now reflected in all those around them who have given their life to Christ as well. They have no great honor to Christ and they have no great honor for Christ's body. It's expressed to such an extent, they're so cavalier about these things, that when they come together to commune together and they celebrate what's called the Lord's Table, where the the bread and the wine are set before them to commemorate the sacrifice of Christ for their sins and their redemption, they're, they're actually getting drunk at the table. They're despising the very thing that memorializes the great work that Christ has done in their life. They're living selfishly and they're harboring sinful actions and attitudes and they're living for their own sake. And Paul says because of that, they're getting sick. Again, 1 Corinthians 11, 30-32. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. 
But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Listen, living in obedience to our Father is good medicine. Submitting to Him and surrendering to Him is good medicine. Go on living while straying from your obedience and surrender to Him and you'll often find that He disciplines you by striking your body. Here's a command for you. In fact, here's a couple of commands for you. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is not a command, but it falls along the same line. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, that's medicine for your body that the great physician living in you is prescribing for your life. You're supposed to take it. Proverbs puts it this way. A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. What does it mean? Well, if I am harboring bitterness in my life, if I am exercising myself continually in a complaining spirit, if there's a lack of responsive gratitude to God every single day and thankfulness, you don't praise and you don't worship and you don't glorify and you don't give thanks and you're not pushing that out from your life, what's going to happen is encroaching your life is going to be bitterness and self-pity and resentment and you're going to be sick. Your spirit's already sick. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> he said, a little boy said, I am not sick. I'll bet that's a thankful little boy. I'll bet he wakes up thankful. I'll bet he gets out of bed with a leap. I'll bet he runs to the house with joy and rejoicing. Life begets life. Exercising ourselves in the goodness of God and reminding ourselves of those things in the midst of conflicts and difficulty opens up the medicine of the great physician and we drink in deep of his provision. You submit to God and you obey God. You confess your sin to him, your lack of gratitude and thankfulness and your failure to rejoice in him always. You ask Him to forgive you and cleanse you and you confess it to others where you've brought that witness out over and over again within maybe the body of Christ and they pray for you as well. This is what James is talking about. And a healing provision is opened up again for you. It's curious to me oftentimes the very thing that God puts out as a potential cause for a sickness we Christians oftentimes try to take off the board. We don't want to rush in and condemn a person who's already weakened with a great physical ailment by coming along and sounding like Job's accusers and suggesting, well, the reason you're sick is because, you know, you're a pretty wretched, sinful person. And because we don't want to do that, we almost say, well, that can't be it. Well, we don't have to do it, by the way, because God has done it for us. God's put it in his word, and you should know it. If you're sick or plagued with an ongoing sickness, and you long for God's healing to be released in your life, I suggest that it would be prudent for you to ask God to search your heart and see if there be some unchallenged sin marking your way, some unrealized, some unconfessed, and maybe you know what it is already. You don't even have to ask Him. You know it. Where God has not been surrendered to. 
And you willfully stood against Him and yielding yourself to Him in obedience. Lord, I don't want to be stuck looking inward too long at my failings. But if there's been any sin in my life that's causing a festering of sickness in my body, please show me. I want to confess it. I want to turn from it. And I don't want to just turn from it because I don't want to be sick. I want to turn from it because I want to glorify you in my body, whether I'm sick or not. But I'm going to praise you and I'm going to rejoice in you. I'm going to surrender my life to you. And medicine begins to pump into your life. The great physician begins to minister to you in this way. Here's a third reason. Because of unbelief on our part. Because of a lack of faith to take God's covenant provisions of divine healing. James 5.15 says the prayer of faith raises the sick. Now it doesn't say whose faith it is. It might be yours. It might be the person praying for you. It might be one of those elders that gathers around and anoints you and prays for you. It just says the prayer of faith that follows the evidence and asks for the bread that God has offered with outstretched trusting hands. That prayer, God answers. Someone prays it. God heals. That's what it's saying. I am glad you've listened in today to the Bread of Life Radio. Bread of Life Radio is a represented ministry of the International Mission of Church Partnership Evangelism and the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. To learn more about our work around the world, go to cpeonline.org or traincpe.org. And to learn more about our local fellowship, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Your financial gifts make possible this ministry and our work to make disciples of Christ among the nations. And we thank you for your participation in that, both in your giving and in your prayers. Until the next time, may God bless you.